Shoulder, and welcome to Legendary Conversations, a podcast by Her Ako Hiringa. In episode three, we spoke to Professor Nicola Delbeth, Carla White, and Mayhana Douglas about how to better communicate with patients about gout. Today, in part two, we use a scripted conversation demonstrating how to approach conversations about gout to improve health outcomes. This conversation is structured around the health literacy ABC model. Throughout the conversation, you'll also hear learning moments highlighting the different sections of the ABC model and other important lessons to note. Let's get started. Kia ora Joe, how are you? Kia ora. yeah, very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, everything's good with me, thanks. So as you know, I've called you in here today because we're trying to touch base with all our patients who have been dealing with gout. Um, and I can see from your notes here that the health coach rang you the other week and you did mention that you have been having quite a few gout attacks recently. So I'm hoping we can have a bit of a chat about that today and see how we can help you out. Yeah, yep, sounds good. Cool. So tell me, how's your gout at the moment? Uh, it's not that good, actually. Mm. Yeah. Okay, go on, yeah. Yeah, well, it's happening every few months months lately and it's bloody painful Um, I'm using Voltaren but it doesn't really seem to help but the biggest problem is I can't flip and eat Kaimawana and I know it's something I might have to give up yeah um my foot's okay at the moment, though, so... I'm oh, that's great, yeah. Well, those temptations can be tough, eh? So, um, apart from the horrible pain it's causing you, how else is it impacting you, your life, you know, your work and Defano, how you exercise? Yeah, well, I've had to take a bit of time off work lately, and my boss is not too stoked about that, which is kind of understandable. Mm. Um, he gets a little bit of gout as well, so he kind of understands what I'm dealing with. Yeah, that's good. But the biggest problem is that I've used up all my sick paid leave, so I guess now I'm going to have to use unpaid leave. I've been missing out a little bit of soccer with the kids, which is not so cool. Um, my shoes seem to bring it on, and the kids are getting a bit hoo-ha about that. So, mm, so gout's having a pretty big impact on you, eh? Yeah. So apart from the horrible pain, it seems that it's affecting your work, which means your money, uh, time with the family, um, and how you keep yourself fit. So you also mentioned about kaimoana. Is it right if we have a little talk about that? Yeah, sure. This conversation is a great demonstration of the ask phase of the ABC health literacy model. The clinician has asked Joe about his gout and has established, one, what is important to Joe, playing with his kids, working and being pain-free. Two, Joe's beliefs about the cause of his gout, Kaimoana and his sneakers. And three, that Joe knows his current treatment of Voltaren isn't working. So, unfortunately, certain food and drink can trigger your gout, okay? But it's important that you know that it doesn't cause the gout. Gout is largely a genetic issue, and it's um, one that, unfortunately, a lot of Māori do have to deal with. Well, heaps of my whānau have it, but it doesn't stop the cream power coming out at Christmas time, that's for sure. Well, yeah, that's a staple, eh? Um, so, yeah, gout is actually caused by people having high levels of uric acid in their blood, and um, sure, lots of food including shellfish actually raise the levels of uric acid but usually people get rid of the uric acid in their urine yes so however a lot of Māori whānau uh, have um, these genes that actually stop them getting rid of the uric acid so um, your body has high levels of uric acid already no matter what you eat and 
and it's the high levels of uric acid that actually cause the gout. Okay, so if it's my genes causing it, why does it always happen when I eat kaimawana? Good question. So your uric acid levels are already high, as I've just explained, and then what happens is you eat something like kaimawana, um, and that takes your uric acid levels even higher, and that uric acid is what triggers the gout attack okay so you're kind of overloading your system with uric acid if you like and um, what happens then is a uric acid actually turns into some really sharp crystal like needles that settle on your joints uh, in your case your big toe so usually it takes a while for those crystals to dissolve um, and for the pain to go away but even then your uric acid levels are still higher than they should be so um, just when you think you've gotten over um, an episode the light likelihood is that it will actually flare up again. Oh, it seems endless at times. And I mean, if it's more my genes doing it, then what can we do to solve it? Well, the good news is there is a way to stop it. So um, that involves taking a medicine every day um, to bring your uric acid levels down. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not too keen on taking a pill every day. My auntie used to take those meds and it made her all weird, so I'm not too keen on that. Seems like a real hassle to take a pill every day too. Yeah, those concerns are valid, but, um, you know, people respond to medicines differently. So what didn't work for your auntie doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to work for you. Also, you know, is taking a pill every day really as much hassle as, you know, some of the other issues that we've already discussed? Yeah, fair point. Okay, so these medicines focus on keeping you healthy, okay? So you don't um, have to deal with all of these issues that we've discussed earlier, okay? So it's, you know, uh, the analogy I use is that it's easier to deal with a chip in the windscreen prior to it becoming a full-blown crack. But this, this is far more important because it's, it's your health and that affects not only you but also your whanau. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. So the last time we checked your uric acid levels was a couple of years ago and at that point they were at 0.58, which is, you know, quite high. And to stop having the gout attacks, um, we need to get rid of those um, painful crystals in your toe. We actually need to get your levels down to 0.36. So we don't know what your uric acid levels are now, but I'm guessing that they're probably quite high considering that you've been having these attacks. So what happens is every time you have these attacks, those crystals are actually doing lasting damage to your joints. So we want to eliminate that because... When that happens, it can actually cause long-term damage to your bones and eventually your kidneys. We definitely don't want that. No, my dad's got kidney problems and I'm definitely not keen on that. No, we definitely want to um, help avoid you with that. So I'm just curious to know, what do you usually take, um, you know, for pain? Um, so Voltaren and a little bit of paracetamol. Doesn't really take away the pain. It kind of just takes the edge off, you know? Yeah, okay. So yeah, the pharmacy and um, supermarkets um, medicines aren't really going to touch that pain, unfortunately. And the other issue with those sorts of medicines is they can actually do damage to your stomach. So then what we have is the uric acid causing issues and then the medicine you're taking to combat the pain also causing problems. All right. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know I need to do something about it, right? Um, I'm not too keen on taking pills every day, though. Maybe I just stop eating kaimawana and change some of the foods I, I actually eat. Might help. I get a new pair of shoes, you know, like might. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, well, I do get that question a lot, people trying to figure out other ways that they can combat this issue. Um, but basically, there are four points to that question, okay? So the first one is that people with gut, um, if they find if they stop eating the foods that they think are giving them gut, um, then the likelihood is that another food will appear to give them gut. So remember, it's not the food that's causing gout for you. It's your genes um, stopping your kidneys from getting rid of that uric acid. Um, So that's what we want to help you with today. Okay, and the second is that we also know um, that stopping eating foods like shellfish, it's actually only going to reduce your uric acid levels by a very small percentage. I think it's about 10%. So, you know, giving up cream power is not really going to have the impacts that we want. The third part of that question you just asked is, um, well, I guess it's a question for you. Do you really want to give up Kaimwana? You know, <laughs> I mean, I certainly don't want to stop you eating something that you enjoy and um, that you value in your whanau. Um, and then the fourth part point is that you mentioned your shoes. And see, shoes can sort of, they're kind of like the Kaimwana, really. They don't cause the gut, but they certainly do trigger it. Okay, so what we really want to do is address that uric acid levels so that you can continue to go about your life without worrying about those things. That'd be cool. It's kind of a whānau thing, you know, we all have it when we get together, so I'll be pretty stoked if I don't have to give it up. So taking a pill every day is a big decision, yeah, and I can understand your reluctance, but we've already just spoken about how managing your pain is going to have a really positive impact on your health and your whānau and and work and being able to play with the kids again. Yeah, true. My wife and kids would love it if I wasn't lying around all grumpy and sad sackish. (laughs) And my boss would like that too, and I do love my job. Yeah, I'm pretty keen. Let's give it a go. As long as I don't feel weird like my auntie. Yep, of course, yeah. But I do think this is going to be um, a really good thing for you, Joe. so that's great. Okay, so today I'm going to prescribe you three medicines, okay? So, um, but only one of them is the one that you're going to have to take long-term, okay? So the long-term medicine I'm going to prescribe for you today is called allopurinol, okay? I'm just going to write it down here for you. And we have to start that medicine on a low dose of about 100 milligrams, and then um, we're going to increase it very slowly to address your uric acid levels when we start to see them go down okay the most important thing about allopurinol is that you do need to take it every day it's not the type of medicine that if you miss one day you can quickly take two the next it really needs to be had every day I get most of my patients to like put little reminders on the fridge or the best thing to do actually is to put a reminder on your phone okay because we don't want you missing a dose of that we'll also need to to get a blood test every month so I can um, monitor and watch those uric acid levels come down and I can adjust your dose accordingly um, until we hit that 0.36 goal. Doing those blood tests is going to show us how um, your uric acid levels are coming down. Yeah, so that can be a bit to take in about allopurinol. Do you have any questions about that? Well, do I have to take it every day for the rest of my life? Like, you know, if I'm okay, can I just stop it if I'm getting no attacks? That's a good question, Joe. I've ta- I have had a few patients that have taken allopurinol for a couple of years and then when it appears that their gout's, um, you know, cleared up, they've stopped taking it. Um, but what I didn't um, really explain to them clearly, I, I guess, was that once you stop taking allopurinol, it really doesn't take long for your uric acid levels to rise again, usually only about a week. So, yeah, that's why you do need to keep taking um, allopurinol every day, even if your toe does feel okay. Also, I need to um, mention that it is very rare, but occasionally people can get a bit of a skin 
reaction with allopurinol. So if you do notice a rash, um, it's really important that you stop taking allopurinol straight away and get hold of me and we can look to put you on another medicine. Okay, so there is an option for you. Um, hopefully it's allopurinol, but if not, just get hold of us and we'll, we'll um, figure something else out for you. So do you have any other questions about allopurinol? No, I'm good, thank you. Okay, brilliant. Right, the second medicine I'm going to prescribe for you today is called colchicine. Um, it's a bit of a mouthful, so I'll write that one out there for you. Um, so when you first start taking allopurinol, your uric acid levels are still going to be, you know, rather high. So this colchicine is going to actually work alongside allopurinol until those acid levels come down. So you will need to take colchicine every day until your uric acid levels are down at 0.36. So that's probably about a few months. Um, and then you can stop taking it when we're at 0.36 and just continue with the allopurinol. It is really important though that if you get um, diarrhea that you stop taking it immediately and then get hold of me. Colchicine has MedSafe approval for treatment of gout flares and is also widely used for gout flare prophylaxis. Both indications are supported by robust trial data. To reduce risk of harm, colchicine should only be taken as directed and always stored in a secure and safe location. So the third medicine I'm going to prescribe for you today, Joe, is called prednisone. Have you heard that one before? Heard of that one before? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can take this one um, when you get a gout attack. Okay. So um, based on your recent history, I think the chances are that you're going to continue getting them until we get those acid uric acid levels low. So the prednisone um, you can take when you have a gout attack for pain um, and just take it. You probably only need to take it for a few days. So I know I've thrown a whole lot of information at you right now so I've just been writing it down as I've been talking to you so you can take it home and um, read through um, the other thing I need to say is that most people that have been you know dealing with gout have got other medication in the house it's really important that you stop taking that and just take the three medicines that I've prescribed you okay because those other medicines can actually cause greater problems in this conversation, we see the clinician completing the build phase of the health literacy ABC model. The clinician has acknowledged what is important to Joe, being able to play with his kids, eat kaimoana, and continue to work, and has provided him with information to help him understand the cause of his gout and how the new proposed treatment plan can help. In this next section, you'll hear the clinician demonstrating how to integrate the check section of the model into conversation. So we've gone over a lot today, Joe, and I just want to make sure that things are super clear for you. Would you mind telling me how you're going to explain to your whanau about your new gout plan? Okay, let's see. So gout is caused by my genes stopping my kidneys getting rid of uric acid, and uric acid turns into sharp crystals in my toe, which is why it's so painful. And the only way I can stop these painful gout attacks is by taking this medicine every day. Um, and that's going to help lower my uric acid levels um, so I'm not having these painful gout attacks. Mm -hmm. You've also prescribed for me a medicine called allopurinol, which I'm going to take in low dosage. Yes. And we're going to uh, use that until I get my levels down to 0.36. Good, yeah. And we're going to have to, once I get down to 0.36, I'll stay on that for the rest of my life. And each month I'm going to have to take a blood test um, to make sure we don't have to increase my dose uh, and you've prescribed two other drugs uh, one called colic something which I'll take alongside my allopurinol mm -hmm. um, to help with the levels 
and then you've prescribed for me the medicine prednisone which is a pain relief which I'll use if I happen to have another gout attack and and I need to stop taking any of my old gout medicine and that was it and I can still eat Kaimawana. Yes and if you get a bad rash? Oh yeah and if I get a bad rash I need to stop all my allopurinol medicine that I'm currently on. I need to give you a call straight away so we can get a new uric acid medicine and um, if I'm feeling weird or anything I'll probably give you a call anyway you know. Yeah that's a great idea and we're always here to help. So um, that's it Joe. I think it's really great that you're willing to take um, uric acid medicine every day Um, and I know it's a really big step for you so it's really admirable. So I'll keep in touch about how quickly your uric acid levels go down. So you'll be hearing from me on a regular basis, but if you have any other questions in the meantime, just sing out. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, Doc. Good. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you. It. This example conversation demonstrates how to incorporate the health literacy ABC model when talking with your patients about their gout. It's important to remember that the ABCs don't have to happen in order and should be incorporated into multiple discussions. Kia ora, and thanks for listening to this episode of Legendary Conversations. You can record your professional learning from this podcast by logging into our website and pressing the capture button at the bottom of the episode's page. If you haven't already, we recommend listening to episode three, Let's Talk Gout Part One, for a more comprehensive understanding of patient attitudes towards gout. You can find more free clinical education, including videos, articles, and quizzes at akoharinga.co.nz. That's A-K-O-H-I-R-I-N-G-A. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed this legendary conversation. Legendary Conversations is brought to you by He Akoharinga, acting by Frankie Leota and Craig Durston, music by PJ Shepard, and sound engineering by Steve Hart. 